Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. Hope you had a great week and weekend, a great holiday. I miss being with you, uh, but it's very nice to reconnect here in this moment at this time to ponder what's next. And one of the things that I think many of us think about as we move into the fall season is what do we want to let go of? What do we want to hold on to? And this for many, this time for many people is a time to reset. And I thought it would be great for us to focus our energy today on what it means to reset. It could be resetting a huge aspect of our lives or something very small. But when you move into seasons, from one season to the next, it feels like a very natural time to reassess where you are, to let go of things that don't serve you anymore, and to plant your feet forward and to move ahead. So welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm Harriet Cole, the host of Dream Leapers Inspiration. Very happy to be with you today and wanting to really think about what happens for all of us who are in the changing seasons. And I recognize that that's not everybody. Some of you live in the same season throughout the year with only tiny fluctuations. And for those people who, who live in that space, the shifts are more subtle. I've learned, however, it doesn't mean that the seasons don't exist. They're just more subtle. I live in New York City. It's obvious and dramatic. You go from the blazing hot summer to the cooling off fall to the chill of winter to the reawakening of spring. And now we are moving into the cool fall. It's not cool yet, but there's little glimmers to let us notice. Ah, there's, in, in the mornings and the evenings, it's a little bit cool. It's a little bit of chill in the air. And what does that mean? That means if we're paying attention, we put on a sweater or a jacket. We have layers so that when it gets warmer during the day, we can take that jacket off, yes? So think about that concept of putting on and taking off a jacket in the same way as you think about your life, your choices, and what you might want to put on or take off. What is serving you now? What do you not need anymore? What would you like to examine and determine, mm, maybe this doesn't serve me now and I can put this away. Maybe it's not putting it away forever or putting it away for the season. You know, that's where storage comes in. Is there something that you need to address in your life that, well, I've worked on this particular thing for this long and now it's time to work on something else. So my reset button says, store this. Store this until next season. And if you decide to do that, by the way, I have learned it's good to literally label the things. That if you physically store them, this is what it is. This is when you stored it. And perhaps even this is when you want to rediscover it because if you just store it, it could end up in storage forever. And you're like, oh, what did I do with whatever that might be? 
if it's a thing, you can label it. If it is an action, I still say it would be great for you to write it down, to note it, to put it in a log, put it on your calendar, so that if you want to revisit it at some point, you have told yourself, I'm going to revisit this particular topic, project, whatever it might be, in six months. And put a six-month marker on your calendar. You know how I like this to going to the dentist. Every time I go to the dentist, before I leave, they want to make a schedule for six months later. I'm like, six months? I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months. And they'll say, just make the appointment so that you have it in your schedule. And so we do. And sometimes we have to adjust the date just a little bit. But what this does is to create a discipline over time. And that discipline over time is incredibly helpful because it helps to create the long game for our lives. So think about that. In creating the long game for your life, in creating the blueprint for how you want to move forward, what do you want to take with you? What is not serving you anymore? What would be good for you to reset? You know, think about it. Not everything gets to come with you. Like your linens and lightweight summer clothes get put away in exchange for heavier clothes, sweaters and coats and and other things that you need in order to protect yourself, yes? So in that same way, what do you need to reset for this season of your life? What goes with you for this season of your life? What, what would that be? What do you leave behind? Would you put away until next, this season comes around in a year? What is the reset that takes you into next, that supports you in this moment, that supports you in this moment right here so that you are able to be strong, to be clear, to be focused, and to be on course? You have to make that decision. Now, I don't know what that is, but you have to make the decision of what is going to take you to the next place. As you can see, oh, I need to cool off a little bit. <laughs> um, I turned the air conditioner off so that it wouldn't make noise for you. But there's always, look, there, there, there are pluses and minuses to everything. That's what my mother says. Uh, what do you want to bring forward with you? So I want to share a couple of ideas in terms of resetting that might get you thinking in a way that can support how you make the choices that you're gonna make. So first, you wanna sit back and evaluate what's working, what's not working, what do you wanna get rid of? Like really, the, the reset is to reallocate mm -hmm. something to others. What do you want to reallocate? Like, um, we just got back from spending much of the summer in Sag Harbor. So we brought back all of our summer stuff. And now we're sorting through summer things. We're using those, um, those vacuum bags so that we can store the summer things and put them away and make them smaller, which is really an incredible thing that we can do with this simple technology. 
But also, so my daughter, she's 17, she's still growing. She went through her clothes and she says, Mommy, there's a bunch of stuff I haven't worn in a long time. I think I need to get rid of it. I don't need to keep this anymore. And we're like, yes, that reset is to gift. She's made three big bags of clothes and shoes that we're going to give to a church in our neighborhood that we know supports people who are in need. We don't need it anymore. We don't need it in our house anymore. The reset for that is to gift to someone in greater need. The things that are tattered, we will not gift. We'll just get rid of, discard those. But things that are worth other people being able to use, we're giving away. The reset there is it creates space that doesn't even have to be filled. But if there is a need to fill space, to to add to her winter wardrobe, there's space to put the things in. The reset is getting ready for this season, purging from things that we don't need anymore. Do you do that? Do you do that purge each season? Uh, do you let go of things that don't serve you anymore? I have to admit, I'm not good at that. I hold on to stuff. I give a lot of things away, but I hold on to more things than I should. And so for me, in participating in this uh, action with my daughter, I am taking the lead from her. Okay, I'm going to get rid of more than I was getting rid of. I'm definitely using these shrink bags because they're amazing. But also, what do I not need anymore? What doesn't serve me anymore? What can that reset be so that there's a purge and space to think, to feel, to see, to be clear? To move into next. So what is that for you? Is that something you consider? Reset in your mind. That's the harder place. What is it that you spend your time thinking about? I want you to sit back for a moment. Honestly, take a moment. And if you could pick, like what are the four or five things that occupy much of your brain space. You can, you can review your day. Think about in the morning, you first get up, what are you thinking about? In the early, early afternoon, what occupies your time? Evening, what's on your mind? Nighttime before you go to bed, what are you thinking about? I want you to be very specific about this. Those four times, the turns of time in the day, what occupies your mind? What are you doing? Some of us are working. Even as you're working, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the projects at hand so that you are efficient in the work you're doing? Are you daydreaming about something else? Are you thinking about the project you wish you were working on as you're working on something that's before you? What occupies your mind? What are the thoughts that you have at these different times of the day? And are they serving you? What do you do with your time? And are you efficient with your time? We've been home for so long and many of us are still home, moving into two years of working from home. For, <coughs> for some, this work is gonna go on endlessly because some companies have decided they're going to keep the, uh, virtual model so that people don't have to come into offices. 
for many entrepreneurs, we are at home. For me, I'm at home except when I'm, well, I used to be traveling all the time to go to clients. And now, more often than not, it's across a video conference. When you are at home and possibly feeling isolated, what is the reset that you need to do for you so that you don't fill your mind and spirit with distractions? So I've taken an informal poll for a bunch of people to just get a sense of what they spend their time on. I wonder if you fit into any of these categories. So at least in early days of quarantine, because remember that was before the election, there was so much going on politically, many people were news junkies, addicted to whatever television show, station, radio station, talk radio that followed their line of thinking and the obsession was morning to evening. I wonder how many of you filled that. I filled that for a long time. And then I realized I cannot do that anymore. I had to reset. My husband way before me, he's like, please turn that off. I can't listen to that anymore. I cannot listen to it first thing in the morning. And I definitely can't listen to it right before I go to sleep at night. And I fought him about that for a while because I felt like I needed to know what's happening. Was I going to wake up in the morning and some disaster would occur and I wouldn't know what to do with it? Did any of you feel that way? I'm sure you did. It was a big topic of conversation. And it did seem like every day we woke up, there was some incredibly horrible crisis that was happening in our world. But after a while, I really fatigued of it. I, it hurt my spirit. It just made me feel sick sometimes that I was obsessed with the news cycle. And so I stopped. First, I stopped completely. My reset was just stop. And then I allowed myself sometimes to turn on the news, sometimes to read the horror stories in the newspaper, sometimes to listen to talk radio, but not all the time, obsessively. My reset was to first eliminate it and then access it in moderation. If you find yourself in a situation like that, it is possible to step back. It doesn't feel like it at first, because it almost feels like I mean, the way that addictions are described. You can't get enough of it. You have to you have to stay plugged in. But when you unplug fully, take a deep breath and remind yourself, you don't have to fill your being, your spirit with all of that information. And you step back long enough that you experience what it feels like not to have that coursing through your brain. Then it's easier to practice moderation. So that same concept works in other parts of your life. You know, one of the things that my daughter and I were just talking about this, you know, we, now the award shows are beginning. We're seeing different performers and people we haven't seen for a long time, the people in the public eye, and noticing something that many people have experienced during this period of isolation that has gone on so long, many people gained weight. 
And some of these people are now performing and being judged by the public in ways that no one would want to be judged. And yet it's part of real life for many people. So if you are one of those people who sat indefinitely, kind of like we're doing now for this broadcast, but hour after hour after hour, if you didn't move the way you should have been moving, if you ate the way you shouldn't have been eating, whatever it is, if you didn't tend to your body in the best possible way, which means maybe you gained weight, maybe you lost weight, maybe you finally went to the doctor and realized you've got some health things that you need to attend to. Now's the time to reset. Now's the time to decide I am going to pay attention to that. And it's really interesting. I've talked to some medical professionals who shared that, and you'll probably remember this, at the height of COVID, you could not go to the doctor unless you had an emergency, a serious emergency, because all medical forces were focused on helping to save people's lives, who people who had come down with COVID. Even if you had what felt like an emergency, the emergency rooms for the most part were only seeing extreme emergencies. And God forbid, if it was just a regular appointment, they were normally canceled. And or people were afraid to go into appointments because of the threat of being in the company of someone, of the germ. And so many, many people did not tend to their health, did not get checkups at all, or certainly not on the pace that was their normal pace. And some people who have now gotten checkups have found that they have issues they have to deal with, that they left unchecked. And sometimes they're serious. Time to reset. As long as we are alive, we have the opportunity to make a change. As long as we are alive, we can make a choice to take care of ourselves better, to pay closer attention to what we put in our bodies. It's this simple thing, and I've talked about this on Dreamworkers Inspiration before, I write on my to-do list, my daily to-do list, drink water. Why? Because sometimes I forget. Sometimes I'm so busy working that I don't get up, I don't stand up. I'm better now because I pay attention to it. But you know, my watch reminds me even. Tell, if I haven't stood up in an hour, it tells me to stand up. I tell myself to drink water. I have, over this period of the uh, quarantine, adjusted my eating habits a couple of times, adjusted and readjusted, and probably will again as the seasons change. Resetting in order to be as closely aligned with the path that I want to be on as possible. That's why I'm saying to you, you can do it too. Now is the time to reset. Now is the time to analyze everything about your life. And I, and I say that, but I want you to know you do it one step at a time. Because even a person who feels, oh, my life is perfect. Even that person can easily take a look at the whole, the entirety of their life and go, oh my God, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. It can feel overwhelming 
when you make your list of all the things you want to work on. I will say to you, for me, it definitely can be overwhelming. And so I make lists in categories, categories that are about personal, home, health. And then I, because I work on many different projects, I break work down into projects. And this year, my daughter's shopping for college. So that's his own category, which could be a full-time job for her and me. We have it in its own category, and we go through each step with support to ensure that we don't miss deadlines and that we honor her great scholastic effort the best that we can. But I write it down because if I don't write it down, it's not going to get done. And because there's so many things on the list, if we look through the lens of resetting, even looking at the list, we can look differently. So I fully believe that if you make bite-sized nuggets, things that are small enough, tasks that are small enough that you can achieve them in a day or an hour, you know, small amount of time, break those tasks down and then decide, I'm going to focus on this today. So the reset here is don't say I'm going to do everything. I'm going to focus on this before I move on to that. It helps. The reset can also be prioritizing. What, how do you prioritize now? Do you go from here to there? Do you say, well, I'm just going to neglect this right now because I have to do this? How do you prioritize so that you can go to sleep at night? Whenever I find myself waking up in the middle of the night, feeling a sense of panic sometimes, feeling a sense of noticing my list kind of spewing out of my head, I realize I need to reset. I either have put too many things on the list, I haven't written them down, I've neglected something, and that happened to me recently. I woke up at, at 4 o'clock in the morning feeling that and knowing that there were things that I had to do that I had not completed. And it created a lot of stress and pressure. And I don't like that. So I got up about two hours later. I, I, I forced myself to sleep a little bit just because I had a very long day and four o'clock was too early to get up. When I got up, I wrote down the things that were most urgent and then reset my day so that I could address those and then the others. Because what I didn't want to have happen is, oh, I'm going to forget. And then at the end of the day, the end of the week, I wake up at 4 o'clock again going, oh, I forgot. I told myself to do that and I forgot. And for me, the way to remember is to write it down. I just, that's, that's what has to work for me because there's so much on my list that I often forget if I don't write it down. What is it for you? What helps you to stay focused? What helps you to notice when you need to make a shift? It, so for some people, for me it's the list, for some people there's an energetic shift. And maybe we can argue that my waking up at four o'clock in the morning is my energetic shift. What is yours? Do you, do you find yourself eating differently when when it's time to reset? Do you find yourself uh, binge watching TV or 
playing video games or talking on the phone endlessly for hours. What do you find yourself doing that might indicate to you, mm, time to reset. I need to pull back, take myself out of whatever the situation is, pause for a moment. Because when you, when you separate yourself from whatever the action is long enough, then you're able to look with open eyes, look clearly and notice, hmm, this is working or this is not. Here's what I want to carry forward. Here's what I want to release. Here's when I want to carry something forward. Here's when I want to release. Because if it only remains sort of ethereal, then it's just a concept. I don't believe in just having concepts. I believe in action. So how do you get to the action that you need to take to reset? How do you get there? And by the way, if you need to reset again, it's okay. We can start over again every day that we wake up. That's the great news. Every day we create, we can create an opportunity to refresh, to reset, to move forward with clarity. Every single day. But we have to choose to do that. We have to take the action of waking up and going, oh, okay. I told myself I was going to do this now. Let's get to work. If you make your list and you have it over on the side, it's not helping anybody. The list that helps you is the list that is active. Therefore, where do you have your list? I put my list in, I have three places that are go-to places. My computer, my phone, which is also a computer, and sometimes I write things down. I used to write everything down, but I realized that having it electronically, A, I could read it better because my handwriting is not always the best. My husband will tell you. He calls it scribble scrabble. But if it's electronic, my phone and computer can be connected to each other. The importance of where you put these tasks that you have assigned to yourself is you don't want to lose it. What did I do with that piece of paper? What did I do with that important thing that I told myself I was going to do? That is a distraction that really is unnecessary. Therefore, I recommend you engage electronics. You know how I talk about the marriage of humanity and technology? When it's a good marriage, it can be incredibly supportive. One way to make that good marriage is using technology to make your list. Then you, you need to use some kind of naming system so that you know you want to go back and look for your list to see what your progress has been. You call it something that reminds you. Um, my assistant and I call it the news. Every day we create the news. It is our list of things to do and what got done. And it is dated. It's the news with a date on it. So therefore, I want to go back and look at the news from five years ago. On this day, I can find it. Because I've been doing this for many years. You need a system that will be foolproof because you follow it. And if you follow it, you can find things. And if you go back and review it on a regular basis, then you will be able to see 
How effective have you been in creating your system? In executing your system? In moving forward and letting go of whatever doesn't serve you anymore? So this notion of resetting is, is, is I think, can be refreshing because what it does is it allows you to look at your life, to look at your responsibilities, your choices, and decide, okay, this is good, and okay, no, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm resetting. I'm resetting so that I can move forward fresh. I recommend it highly. It, it really does work. Now, I found a quote. You know, I was finding quotes. Here's a quote. This one I thought was really great because it's a forgiving kind of quote. It says, in this life, you do get second chances. And it's from someone named Johannes Salini. In this life, you do get second chances. Now, what does that mean in the space of reset? It means, as I said, every day that you wake up, you are given a fresh opportunity to live your life the way you want to. Every day that you wake up. If you need a second chance to do something differently, you got it. When you wake up, there it is. You may not think that. You may feel if there's something really bad that's happened, you may feel like, oh my God, I can't. There's nothing I can do with this. There's, there's not a way forward. But if you woke up that day, it means there is a way forward. There is a chance for you to do something differently. If you made an egregious error and you feel ashamed because of that error, you can reach out and take responsibility. I am so sorry that this happened. I would do my best to not let it happen again. I'm so sorry that I made an error that really negatively impacted you. What can I do to make this moment better? You have the opportunity to accept responsibility for things that maybe haven't gone well. You have the opportunity every day you wake up to align yourself more immediately with your goals, with your values, with your dreams. You have the opportunity to connect with the people you care about. And this is something I think is really important now because I've talked to a lot of people who in isolation have shut down, haven't talked to people that they love, haven't reached out in ways that well, maybe they would have wanted to, but they didn't. You woke up today, you have the opportunity to reach out to someone, even if it might feel uncomfortable in the moment. But imagine if you call aunt so-and-so or Mr. Whoever from your neighborhood you hadn't talked to in a long time. I was just thinking about you and I wanted to be in touch. A relative, you can admit, I'm sorry I haven't, I haven't talked to you for quite some time, but you've been on my heart. And I wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. A former friend where there might have been a schism and mm, things didn't work so well. I'm calling to reconnect. I'm calling to reset. Do you see? Every day that you wake up, you have an opportunity to reset. It is an action. We talk all the time on Dreaming Through Inspiration about actions. It is an action that you can take. And I want to share with you that 
is an action we can take together in a few in about a month on october 16th it's a saturday from 1 to 3 p.m eastern i'm hosting the very first virtual dream reapers retreat we decided that we have to go a little deeper when we do this together we want to go a little deeper so this is dream reapers retreat what's next it's all about refresh reset redesign yourself your life your intentions to move forward asking yourself what's next and I have a bevy of experts who are going to be with us to help us walk through what it means to choose next what it means to identify it to let go of the things that stand in our way of being able to move forward into next learning how we can take our ideas and turn them into businesses learning how we can get the support that we need how we can collaborate with each other so many, many experts coming together to support you. This is an event that's sponsored by Toyota. Therefore, it's free to you. And you can sign up now. You can go to harrietcole.com and there's a link in the upper right-hand corner for you to sign up to attend this two-hour retreat, virtual retreat to help you figure out what's next. And just want you to know that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about who to bring to ensure that you get what you need, to let those juices stir, to help you to take the leap into the dreams that matter the most to you. So do sign up. Tell, tell your friends. You can go to harrycole.com or to the link that's right here uh, directly to Eventbrite. Look forward to being with you on October 16th and being together next week. So until then, remember, reset and have a great day and make it count. Namaste.